Royce on all to Fearless in Devotion, the Wrexham AFC podcast sponsored by the Fat Boar Bar and Restaurant, of course. Arsenal, Porto, West Ham, Forest, Spurs, Wrexham have a proud history of cup upsets. Beating Coventry doesn't rival those results, but I think it's fair to say that the giant killing Wrexham of old are back. Is that fair, Andy? Or am I, going, am I, am I jumping the gun? When did we beat Forest? Uh, did we not beat Forest? No. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to do it all again? No, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in because it makes me look stupid. Right. All right. Maybe that uh, was a dream. Yeah, a fever dream. Well, tell you what wasn't a fever dream last night. It was us beating Coventry. <laughs> and how did we do it? Wow. That, that's, that's my favourite result for the last decade. I think the only thing that comes close really? to it in our non-league days is, is Brentford away. Um, mm. Just for pure atmosphere, drama of the, the game. And I think... Brentford, because we were a fans' old club and no one really expected us to do it or you know even get close to it. I just think that just edges it a little bit for me. But I'm, I'm, it's, it's all you know. That was just a perfect afternoon for me. But my God, did I enjoy yesterday? Yesterday was why we become football fans. It's, it's sort of for me this sort of time period. It's like we've gone through purgatory in non-league. We've like used up all our bad luck, and now all of a sudden we're a club reborn. And how how great is that? I mean, just the interest levels, the, the football we were playing, the drama, top on match of the day. I mean, everything just seems to be coming together for this club at the moment, doesn't it? Can I just say one thing, though? Um, special shout out to, well, Phil Parkinson, really, because, you know, where we were with him last last year to where we are with him now is absolutely night and day. And I think a lot of things have come together for him for this to sort of really become a success story where you know his chant is one that we go to pretty early now when we didn't even have one for him six months ago um you know I know he's been allowed to spend money I know he's he's you know got probably the best budget in non-league ever but fair play he's put together a squad of talent and depth that can actually fight on a few levels well said Andy um, we'll talk more about the game in a bit, but just a brief word from you, Tim and Liam, about what it was like in that away end. I've, I've, I've got to be honest, so I wasn't there. I was on a, I was at a, a long-planned family trip in West Wales, so I watched it in a bar in Aberaeron, which was actually quite good in the end. But um, yeah, I was I had serious serious jealousy. How was it there? Oh, it was just it was just ridiculous. It was so good, and I don't know. I was trying to figure this out before that. Did the um, did the later kick off? Um, add to that, like it almost it was added build up to the day. Maybe I don't know. I just whether that's had any sort of impact. I'm not so sure. But yeah, it was special. You know, it was pissing down with rain in the sort of you know, the hour or so, or a couple of hours beforehand. And um, there was a few little touchy moments with with people getting there because obviously there's the rail strikes were on. There was a couple of crashes on the motorway and 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 some road closures. So, but everybody got there in decent time, and it was just. I don't know. Is you kind of? I I felt there was something in the air early doors. I don't know where it was, and I just felt there was a this there was an air of confidence about it. Not arrogance, and that's understandable when we you know we've been on the winning run or the unbeaten run we've we've been on. So it was just amazing. Everybody was singing. Everybody knew the songs, and if they didn't, they asked somebody. And I don't think there was many issues in terms of you know you sort you're sat in my seat brigade, but overall it was just. Um, it was really good, really good, really special, and um, one for the ages. 
Brilliant. Liam, you left Wrexham. You went to an away end. It's great to see that you haven't melted. How did, how did you enjoy the experience? Well, I had to come back and sort of, uh, when I got back into Wrexham, I had to, to go and touch St. Giles Church just to, um, to know I was back, to breathe the air, to feel home again. But I think it's safe to say that it was worth the venture to an away game. And who knows, you know, I might go to another one in a, in a year's time, but um, no, it was a good experience all round. Took in the atmosphere at the Dillon's Brewery, as recommended by our good friend who was on this podcast. Was it Miles? Yeah, Miles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was decent in there. Got into the ground and it was, uh, we thought we'd got in there pretty much as the gates opened, but the place was already absolutely rammed with Wrexham fans who just got off the buses. You could feel the atmosphere building gradually. There was a bit of singing under the stands. As soon as you got up there, there was just an absolutely electric atmosphere. Um, for the goals, it was it was just surreal, really. I think I actually, during the game, I actually struggled to take in what was going on. Um, the celebrations individually were great moments, but I was just shitting a brick towards the end, like constantly looking back at the <laughs> clock on the giant screen behind us. <laughs> and I, feel, I honestly think it was like only because I was a bit knackered after the game because the atmosphere was so bonkers. It was only really when I got home I was like, Jesus Christ, we actually did that. And this says about something about the noise levels. There was a lad stood next to me um, who had like I think it was like an Apple Watch on that decibel alarm thing had gone off. It said you're in a really noisy place, like too bloody loud. Basically, <laughs> get yourself out of there. But I don't think anyone would have. No, it was great to hear the praise coming in from the Wrexham fans, from the Coventry fans as well. But as I said, we'll talk more about the game later. First first of all, though, a point of order. Wrexham beat Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup in 1982. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? I've just I, that. Some respect we, 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 on Reese's name. Um, we, lost, we, we lost to them in the League Cup, but there we go. Take back on. My, yeah, take my name out, yeah, effing mouth. But no, I'm, I'm glad... Um, yeah, I, I knew it was in the ether somewhere. Anyway, that's good to know that I haven't made a total arse of myself right at the beginning of the podcast, which I'd resigned myself to. Um, but before uh, before we go on to talk about the game, we've got the draw. Instant uh, reaction, please. Sheffield United at the race course at the end of January, Tim. Happy um, when you consider where they are. They look like they're, they've got a good chance of promotion. I think they're only maybe four points shy of Burnley. who seems to be ripping away that league, so... Really, really, really happy with that. If you if you think about the teams we could have had, yeah, it would be nice to get one of the Premier League teams. But you know, we could have been left with one of the the lesser Championship stroke League One League Two teams. So happy with it. Another good test. Um, I've looked at their results. They they don't blow many teams away. So they 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 score the odd. I think I saw sort of twos and threes in a lot of their score lines. So they don't blow a lot of teams away. You, you align that with our home record, 100% win home record. It's shaping up, and hopefully that will still be the case by the time they come to, come to play us, but it's shaping up to be a cracker. And I think, um, yeah, I think we've got a, a half-decent chance. It's going to be a lot lot tougher than yet than, than the Coventry game, though, that's for sure. Andy, you were a little bit disappointed, a little bit deflated when, when it came through. Have you have you had time to reflect, and, and how do you feel about it now? I just wanted I just wanted a big team away. Um, I, I, what I want now is I want a glorious defeat. Let's have a glorious defeat. Wow, there's an echo in here now. I was going to say that sounds familiar. sounds awfully familiar. 
<laughs> I know I've been saying that for the for the last couple of weeks, but I, I I do sort of think that you know County won again. I don't want us to take our eyes off the league. It happened to Boring Wood last season, albeit with a much smaller squad than what we've got. And you know I said earlier we've got a, we've got a squad that should be fighting on all fronts, and I think it can. It's just the fact that County is so strong, they're freakishly strong, and we can shake off Chesterfield. So while it's it, it's great to have a cup run and you can see the sort of added levels again of interest and and sort of kudos coming our way. Um, I, I can't shake the fact that the league is our biggest priority and we've got to get out of there. Uh, Chesterfield, by the way, looked very good yesterday, didn't they, against West Brom? Really sharp in attack, fair play. Anyway, uh, Liam, any immediate thoughts on Sheffield United? Uh, my immediate one was I was a bit meh, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think it's just because, you know, there's some really tasty na- names in that draw. I'm really glad that we, we're playing at home and it's no disrespect to Sheffield United. I'm not going to do an Ollie Palmer and say uh, whatever. But I suppose the only plus is that maybe you might see Sean Bean up in the little crow's nest with Robin Ryan calling them bastards or something like that. I don't know. You never know. Be, do they have any other celebrity fans? Sheffield United, they must have some. Yeah, I had a look before. Top 10 net worth Sheffield United fans. So oh, you got, detail. that sounds like a Reach PLC article. Probably <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. So you got Joe Elliott, Def Leppard singer. Yeah. You know, been around the bush for a while, so he's going to have some coin. Mm. You've got Kel Brook, the boxer. Um, bizarrely, you've got Mick Foley, the wrestler. Um, I'll behave. I'm not even that loud. It's true. There's a couple of real curveballs in there. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But what I'll do, I'll dig it out. And then if you fill the time for about 25 seconds, you can come back to me then. Mick Foley, are we, are we really, are we really believing that? No, it sounds like he went on Soccer AM and picked a team out of a out of a bag, and it happened to be Sheffield United. I've got it, I've got it. Okay, okay. Got so it. and it, you know, it's come from the Sheffield Star, so you know, oh, okay, got to be true. So Joe Elliott is up there, number one. Here's another one, Juan Sebastian Veron. Yeah, oh, come on now. <laughs> Former Man United and Argentina star, uh, always dreamed of playing for Sheffield United. His love for the club began from an early age when his uncle, Verde, played for United between 1978 and 1981. Kudos, Moron's uncle, Sheffield United. So there you go. Michael Palin. Um, yeah. John Bean. Bastard. That is cool. Um, which we've said. We have then got uh, Mick Foley, which I mentioned. Uh, Jessica Ennis-Hill. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Paul Doesn't Heaton. she ever stand? Doesn't she ever Heaton, stand yeah. there? Yeah, she did, and she threatened to take her name off it if, if Chad Evans wasn't yes. moving on like that, that drama. Uh, Paul Heaton of Beautiful South. Uh, Carl Brook, which I've mentioned, and then we venture into some lower lower league runs. So Joe Root, the, the cricketer, and uh, the beast, Mark LeBet from The Chase. Um, take us through the reason from for Mick Foley. It must it must have a couple of lines of uh, uh, okay, so, so explanation Mick Foley. there. Mick Foley reason. In a strange series of events, former American wrestler and actor Mick Foley became a Blades fan in 2019 when Billy Sharp celebrated using a sock puppet made famous, <laughs> made famous by Foley's character Mankind. The American attended a Blades game in March 2019 and visited Billy Sharp's home pre-match. Oh, all right. I absolutely take it. I'm having a bad, bad podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't know about Mr. Socko, said that Brentford was my favourite game. What is, can we start this again? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was quite surprised at that, to be honest. That, you know, well, um, Jamie Tolley hit from distance um, is your favourite ever away game. That's, that's. Um, of the decade, he said. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say favourite ever away game. I said it the last decade. So, you know, you, you're changing my words there. Don't make me go Mr. Socko on you. No. <laughs> I got to say, that's a decent bunch of celebrity fans. Palin, Ennis Hill, Bean. That's a that's a roll call of uh, Sean, not Mister. No, exactly. Uh, but anyway, one thing I would say before we move on to talk about yesterday's game, I mean, I, I do think you know we're all on cloud nine, aren't we? We're all delighted with how we won yesterday. The last twenty minutes, you did see, and there were flashes of it, weren't there? In the in the difference in quality, obviously between the championship, Sheffield United are better than Coventry. You know, they're a good side unless they play their kids. You know, we're going to be big, big underdogs again, aren't we? Yeah, I'd say so. That they got a guy there who's regarded as one of the best um, best players in the championship. I can't think of his name off the top of my head now, but apparently very, very good. So we'll see how we get on. But what's his name? Ndiaye, N-D-I-A-Y-E. Apparently he's very, very good. But they, they, apparently the, their strength and depth is pretty impressive as well. And um, so yeah, it's kind of a free hit, really. You know, it's, you'd like to think it's televised, no doubt. Um, and I dare, I kind of, I reckon the owners will probably. The 10, that one, with Sean Bean. Let's turn our attention back to yesterday's game. I mean, what a win. We raced into that early lead, didn't we? And it was great to see Dalby on the score sheet, Andy. A really, really well-taken goal. You know what, people, when we were walking up to the ground, we were looking at the team and going, what, Dolby's playing? And we were sort of thinking, have Palmer's comments come back, come back to haunt him a little bit? Because we couldn't really see why why Dolby was ahead of him. But my, were we wrong? That could be the game where Dolby sort of comes for eight, comes of age because there was excitement around him. He had a few good sort of cameo appearances and everyone could say, we've got a player here. And then for for some reason, the sort of Dolby stock has, has dropped over the last couple of uh, last month or so, and it's it's not really the lad's fault. He's had one start where he didn't particularly have a great game in, in the trophy. A lot of people didn't have a great game in, in in the trophy, but his stock's on the rise again because he led the line superbly. Like he he linked up play. His his header was fantastic, but he, you know he didn't stop running and he showed for the ball a lot. And he's a lot. He uses his strength quite well. Um, and I think there's a good budding partnership there with Mullin. I'm not saying drop drop Ollie because you know he's been fantastic for us, but you can see why Parky has brought him in um, because he offers that he offers that park uh, that Palmer role, uh, but does it in a slightly different, more proper, proper, perhaps even more technical way. And it was a really well taken goal as well, to be fair to him. And, and I think you know he was involved in quite a lot of the attacks in that first half. A great ball from Youngie, obviously. But Liam, the second goal. Then, what did you make of it? Well, I was waiting for for Mullin to to put his head or his foot on on that cross, and I don't think I immediately realised that it was Elliot Lee's uh, sort of cross come. Oh, I hate the word cross come shot. I don't want to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I didn't realise it was that that had um, gone in, but then they showed the replay and th- there's a reverse angle of it. It's just so good. I think he, uh, he said himself that it wasn't um, a shot, it was a cross, which I think yeah, you could tell. But he said something like Steve Parkin always says 
to to hit that area that's sort of near that back post. So if you put in a decent enough ball, you know, and the keeper's caught off guard, you've got every chance of it going. And I just think he's he's just something special. He's a type of midfielder. I don't know that we've had one quite that talented in a while. Yeah, they got one back then, obviously, a little bit of a mistake from McFadden, but I did think, having watched it back, you know, he had no options other than to boot it out, which obviously in hindsight should have done. He ran himself into trouble, but he, they, they they pressed quite well, Coventry, didn't they? And then they, they, they took that well. And I think we were all thinking at that time, oh, here we go, they're coming back into it. I, I saw seven minutes go up and I thought we're in trouble here because they, they had their tails up. Um, they they realised they were in a battle because we'd had two chances and taken them. Um, and, you know, a championship side like that will we'll, we'll respond. Um, I think the turning point for me was when their Tavares went off. Now, he's a young lad, a lot of pace, but they had to bring on their top scorer, Gorkiers, I think his name, his name is, and what a player he is. Fair play. Every time the ball was near him, he could make something out of nothing. I would be very surprised if Coventry get to keep him because he he scored a lot of goals, but he isn't just a goal scorer. He breaks the line so often. He runs down so many balls. I was so impressed with him. Um, Big boy, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, um, he was. He wasn't massive, but he was. He was like tall, tallness, but he was quite broad and could put yeah, himself about. Yeah, and he was pacey. Reminded me a bit of Tevez in some sort of ways. Like you know, he just. Always the ball stuck to him, um, but we, yeah, with seven minutes, seven minutes extra extra time, I thought we were in trouble, and I was sort of planning in my head that we'd probably go in level. But then, fair play to to, to Tom O'Connor, who I thought has had a fantastic match. Now, one thing I was sort of thinking about on the way home, but like Liam, I couldn't really put it together until I sat down in a in a darkened room and went through it in my mind, but. One thing I was thinking was our away form has absolutely spun on its head in the last month. And I think there's three words why that's been the case. Is O a word? Can I have O as a word? Go on then. Tom O'Connor. What <laughs> a player he has been for us in, in the last month. And and a good good shout, actually, because that ball for the first goal, as I say, great ball in from Young, but that's sort of... You know, I don't think anyone saw that pass come in on a sixpence oh. over to Riesel Johnson. Just superb. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic range of passing. Didn't look out of place in, a, in against the Championship midfield. Um, you know, Youngie ran down everything, and you know Lee's got touches of class, but but O'Connor just doesn't seem rushed. He always seems to be able to receive the wall, the ball and use it. Um, he's completely revamped our midfield. And as I've sort of touched on, tactically, it's a lot different now where, where Lee can go down the left. Young is free to go down the right. And that's what that's what Young's game is, isn't it? Chasing down balls, getting it, high energy, really putting people under pressure. That's where he really, he really shines. Now, he's been, you know, he was great in the deeper role because he learned to play it and he had to play it because we didn't have anyone else. But now we've got... We've got a proper defensive mid who can actually score a few goals as well. Because how many is that? I mean, he must have scored three in his last he's five. Got, he's got, he's got, he's got five and ten starts this year. Um, I mean, that's nuts. Do, do, do not underestimate the importance of that goal. I think if we go in two-one, it's slightly different. I genuinely think, and you think we're, we're deep in seven minutes added time when we score that goal, and that is that is the prime example of how you never give up on any sort of move. You know, you just when you think the ball might be dead, you know, a long throw, four headers, it's three one in added time, and that is tail up and it changes the complexion of both managers' half time team talks. 
Yeah, well, well Robin's completely throws his halftime team talk out because he, they've got to completely start again. From the platform they've got, they have to start from scratch because that goal must have knocked the stopping off them. And, you know, the thing is, it was a great header by O'Connor because he has to create the power on it because it's coming. It's 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 not a cross where he can just direct it in. It's a header, so there's not a lot of power. It's flighted. He angles his head. He puts it in the in the exact right corner. What a header! Absolutely in front of us. Uh, I kicked the chair in front of me. I got a massive gash on on the uh, on the front of my shin. But you know what? It's worth it. And he made some cash. Go on, Reece. You made some cash. Oh, Tim he did. He, yes, he did. He made some cash, didn't he? Bless him. So, as a combination of Aaron Hayden's um, <laughs> suspecting injury and and O'Connor, just have mm. a punt. But there we are. Great. And also, uh, everyone in the bar with me was saying it was quite an intelligent assist from Dalby as well, because I think what a lot of people would have done in that situation would have tried to head it on goal, even though he realistically didn't have much of a chance. The the sort of intelligence to just pop it back over towards O'Connor, really smart. Uh, and also a word for the throw itself. Now, I was going to bring this up, you know, going on. Obviously, we got the third goal from it and we got the penalty from it as well, essentially. And a couple of other good chances. Does it feel to you that we have really improved in that? Because I thought there was a clear match of the days. Um, Danny Murphy actually picked it up, picked up on it. Young on the edge of the box, running in, uh, looking for the scraps when, when it sort of gets headed out to cause the sort of carnage, which he did twice. Um, and it just seems like we it's a little bit more rehearsed and there's a little bit more um, thoughts going behind those throws rather than just lumping into the box now. It says something that I, I read um, the manager's you know, pre-match chat and he was they, they clearly knew about Toza's throw. They compared it to a missile. Um, but for all that, you know, they, they've surely done preparation. But for all that, I think, it, like you say, it's just the organisation, the way Young got up, um, you know, to get the ball back in, things like that. And for the penalty where it fell to Clueth just caused absolute chaos. So I think it is a, it is a huge asset to us. I, I know sort of start of last season, some of us weren't sure at times, but once we got used to that, players know where to follow in and commit and things like that. It's really working for us. You're right, Reese. I think it's like almost like a double threat now that you either he either launches it in and finds someone's head and it's it's an effort, or it comes out and because Young is change his positioning he can get it in straight away it used to come back to Toza and by the time Toza got himself set to put it in <clears throat> to put the ball in the defense had set but now Young is putting it in straight away so yeah it's a slight tactical arrangement that's made that long throw doubly effective in many ways I would say yesterday that we 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 absolutely not uh conferenced them and What's wrong with that? It's as you know, we didn't have Hayden coming in on those long throws, but we still managed to cause panic with them because they're not used to that up and at them football. And you know, we had sort of two strings to our bow there. We could pass it around, but then when we really needed to put good set plays in, like money conference teams have done to us over the last ten years, we can do it. And isn't that a great, a great sort of double threat to have? Uh, so obviously then we went 4-1 up and Coventry were down to 10 men, which I think we all sort of thought, oh, this will be a breeze now for the last half an hour. Uh, obviously, um, We were doing Olays, weren't we? I knew <laughs> we were in trouble when we started passing it around. Everyone was going, Olay, Olay, boo, when we lost it. 
yeah, that was that was that's our own fault, really. There, uh, <laughs> but it you know it went it went a bit wrong. I do wonder if there's a. I mean, I, I feel I'm loath to make any criticism of yesterday, um, and particular Parky after you know doing. If he'd have said to me we could have gone to Coventry, rested four first team players and won, then I'd have said he's an absolute genius. Um, but I do think we we're a little bit slow, maybe in making a couple of those subs. I think he did the right thing in bringing Mullen off. Could he not have brought Palmer? And James Jones on a little bit earlier. What do you think? Yeah, there was a couple of us sort of shouting for a change just because I think you can see things changing slightly in midfield. And maybe where, you know, when you're chasing a game or you know trying to create something, Elliot Lee is a really good option to have. I just thought the energy of James Jones, the running he does, um, and that sort of thing was was what we really needed. Um, I was quite surprised to see Palmer not start, but I think we've already covered that, you know, Dolby sort of excelled himself, but um, the, the, the strikers almost got removed from the game in a way once they came on to us. So, yeah, I, I mean, a couple of minutes more, would it have made a difference? I don't know, but yeah. when he made them, it well, it was the right personnel, put it that way. Yeah, that's true. Andy. I think, uh, Reese. I think once they brought on a guy called Gustavo Hamer, we they really started to grab hold of the game. I think he's one of their top players. They rested him. Um, He came on and maybe we should have reacted to that. I actually think the wing-back subs didn't really help us. Um, In in many ways, I think they targeted McAlinden a lot more when he came on. And I know McFazdeen didn't have the best of games, but has a more defensive head on him. Uh, And I think towards the end, it was... They were they were running riot down that side, to be honest. Um, but you you know James Jones can come on and absolutely close the game up due to his running. But I think they just they just hit a, hit a ribbon by that point. I also think you know it's a lot for a for a side like us to come away to a championship team, go to that sort of score line and and hold on to it. You know I think a lot of our players were emotionally and physically shot by that point, and you know from from Howard through 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 to the to the midfield um so you know it, we did well to hang on and it could have easily been for each that let's complete the fearless and devotion weekly bingo um do we think that a pacey striker would have really helped us in that situation i think <laughs> uh we, we i think we've mentioned this every every week for the last four weeks now but tim it, it it does seem there's a little bit of a lack of pace to come off the bench there up front, isn't there? I mean, Palmer, you know, there's not much he could have been, been expected to do, but, you know, him and Dolby just were, were, were struggling at the end to, to make an impact, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, we were just getting penned in and there was a couple of occasions where they were do, instead of just hoofing it down the pitch, which I think we managed to do once in the sort of dying embers of that game, we were just trying to ping it across and just making the wrong decisions and just inviting the pressure back onto ourselves all the time. That's right, what you're saying. You know, we need somebody that's got legs, even if they've been on 20, 30 minutes, who can take the ball, zap it straight in the corner, like the Chislovichs out of the world that we mentioned before, and just keep it down there. You know, just every every pressure second counts in it at that, that stage of the game. So, yeah, I think I think we are missing it. Um, on the flip side of that, um, I'm mindful that there was a lot of, lot of fairly unfair criticism in, in, in my view of Dolby recently when there was talk of other people coming in, people said, well, Dolby's not really cut it. He's not really had a chance to sort of really, really show us what we can do. And like what we've already said on the pod today, you know, when that team sheet came out, we're so used to seeing a fixed 11 that when we see 
two or three different changes of that. <gasps> we don't know what to make of this. But they've stood up to the test, proved themselves, gave Park a nice little headache, really, going into these, these next couple of games. And, um, yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting. I think we will get somebody with pace in. Um, I don't think it'll be imminent, though. I don't know. Can we talk about Mark Howard? Because it's another sort of mm-hmm. divisive question that... Some people did say think he did extremely well, made a couple of saves that that, um, that kept us in it. Other other people thought he was nervy. Um, you know, my sort of my sort of thing is I think he's got better over the last couple of months. I wasn't particularly enamoured with him when he came in, but I think the team have worked worked to play together, and I think the defence trusts him. I do worry when there's a shot on on target. That's that's my, you know, I think he see for me. You get a, a keeper who's a brilliant shot stopper and maybe isn't good at the rest of it. I think Howard is a great at the rest of it and maybe doesn't shot stop as well as others. He did a fantastic um, shot stop. To, he, to, he did. To he did one up. great save. He did one great save to tip it on the bar, and it was a fantastic save. I think he made several decent saves, and there's nothing he can really do about any of the goals. I mean, he, he nearly he nearly un- came unstuck when he when he flapped at that that ball into the box right at the death. That- that was the worst, I think, if we're yeah. talking about his performance. I think that was probably the, you know, he got away with it. Um, he, he had a little bit of a brain freeze, didn't we? The whole bar, yeah. who by, by the point in Aberdeen, everyone was watching and rooting for Wrexham. There's a lot of um, bodies in front of him, so I think that's yes, why. Yes, I think he got he got a little bit flustered, but everyone was like, what the hell is he doing? Why hasn't he just caught that? Because it's, it's basically gone straight to his arms, but he's kind of not expecting it. I think it's come to him when he wasn't expecting it, and he's panicked a little bit. Other than that, I don't think, as you say, you know, the free kick, yes, when you, when you watch it back, you see how near the middle of the goal it went. But I don't think that's necessarily all on Howard. I think that is a wall and setup issue. And you've wall also not got jumping, Reece. wall not jumping. I don't really think there's anything else that I thought he was that he did really badly. He made that one great save, as Tim said, off Gutierrez um, onto the post. Um, that was really really good. So yeah, what, what do you think, Liam? Um, I, I don't want to be too negative about it, but I I think I fall in the camp of. He made me slightly nervous yesterday. You know, sort of putting all that aside, I think he's come on great. And in the league, I haven't really worried about him. But when he came under real pressure, there were just a few moments where I don't know if it was defenders not communicating or you know both ways. But he would sort of half come out, then decide against it and go back. I just want a keeper to be you know to make a decision and and go with it, and for the players to communicate better. Um, I don't know. The, I think the first was it that first goal? Yeah, the first goal. I don't think there was much you could have done about it just because of the power on it, and it came through bodies. I think there might have been a slight deflection when I watched it on match of the day. Um, the free kick. Yeah, I would have liked to seen him move, but why is the wall not jumping? Um, so yeah, I mean these things even out, don't they? It, I did get a bit nervous over him, but looking back at it, watching the highlights some of the moments where I thought he could have done more, I actually thought, oh, okay, fair enough. I can actually see why in the context he did that. So, yeah, mixed bag, I'd say, mixed bag. Reese, there's heat in the moment stuff in this because the sort of stuff that you see as four and a half thousand fans who'd had a few beers and were really enjoying themselves. And, you know, when you see it back on TV, it's a lot different to how you saw it at that moment. For a good example of that is the the you. Luke Young tackle that led to the to the to the free kick for them. I mean, it looked to me a, a nailed on fifty fifty, and maybe maybe it, it looked, was Young that was the guy who was 
was yeah. fouled when you saw it live. But actually, when I saw it on, on TV, I went, oh, well, that's a Luke, Luke Young foul. And what's happened is their legs have got tangled and it's made to look a little bit different. So, you know, a lot of people who were maybe a bit nervous about Howard during the actual match, when they actually see the highlights like you did with with the benefit of replays, Reese, it, it may be a, a yeah. bit different. Now, just to clarify, I think, I think Howard's had a really good season. And yeah. I don't. I, I would expect him to carry on as our number one, even though Leighton's back fit. I don't. I don't think you can bring Leighton back in due to the. You know, we're winning games. Why? Why drop your keeper? It's, it doesn't make sense, does it? No, that's that's totally fair enough, and I and I'd agree with that. I don't think you drop a keeper when you're when you're on a, the kind of run that we're on at the moment. Um, the last thing about the game. Can we say something, please, about that Luke Young tackle, which is now my favourite gif? Um, I know Humphrey Carr will agree with us here, but what that was just brilliant. You could hear it from where we were. Do you know what I mean? It was like when you when the noise we were making, and you could see he was going for it. it It's like he's got to make it because if he doesn't make it, he could end up getting carded or sent off. (laughs) So he's gone in full blooded. And won it, and it was just like it was a proper one of those like battle cry ones at that stage of the game. Brilliant, yeah. And he was superb yesterday, Luke Young. Fair play to him, right? Moving on from the game, Andy's touched on it. Um, he wants a glorious defeat once again at Sheffield United. There's a slight fixture pileup happening now. We're gonna have to rearrange two games. The Chesterfield game is already off. The Woking home game, which would have which would have been at the end of January, is gonna be cancelled. We may be rearranging a game for a week Tuesday. I hope so, because I think I'm in the area. Um, do you reckon we could do Woking then? Well, I, there's two options. We could either play Woking then, if Woking agreed to play, bring it forward, or we can play South End because South End are due to play Boreham Wood, and right. Boreham Woods are playing in their replay with Accrington Stanley. So there's two options. Hopefully, we take one of them because I don't think we really want to go four games behind Notts County at all. Um, can I first of all say, my view is we, we go for Sheffield United. Um, and my other view is that we just to totally throw the trophy now. Whether that is by literally not playing a single member of the first team squad, and that includes people like... Right left back. Well, yeah, play Gear at left back. Maybe Humphrey can have a go at centre-back. Humphrey's, front. Yeah. Humphrey's a, a front man, he, he says. Is he? I, yeah. Okay. Ryan Reynolds can go in goal. <laughs> Yeah, let, let's let's do our alternative team for Altrincham then. Blur is the midfield engine. Yeah, Blur is the uh, midfield engine. Have... So you got you got Reynolds in goal. You've got who's set the back? I would play Harry Lennon because he does need minutes. So Lennon could be the only professional footballer in the team. Rockin Robin's got to be in there somewhere. There in we goalie go. Rock, fill up quite a lot of it. Rockin Robin, right wing back. You got Sean Harvey, Harry Lennon, and who else is centre back? I mean, Rob Rob McElhenney looks like he he'd be. Uh, Enthusiastic uh, at, at centre half. I, I I feel like Rob Rob is our Luke Young. I feel like Rob would be midfield engine. He'd be like running around like a headless chicken. In a, in he, a, could, he, he could he could play Luke Young in a film. I I, I agree with you there definitely. So you that. got we need another centre back. Well, Gearan's left wing back then is he? Gearan left wing back. Um, who's going centre yeah. back? So so you want Lennon on one side, Rocking Robin on the other side to add some much needed. Uh, is it? <laughs> Who's doing the graphic for this? Because I'm not. <laughs> I think because he, he's been eclipsed in the celebrity fan stakes. I think Tim Vincent's got to get in the team somewhere. 
<laughs> okay, so you got Tim Vincent. Tim Paul Vincent, you're going to get Ruth. Bench. ITV Ruth has got to be in there. Yeah. So yeah, Humphrey yeah. and Ruth up front. <laughs> yeah, good, good. So we just need so Rob's in midfield with Sean Harvey as the midfield uh, defensive destroyer, and and Fleur pushed a bit to the left. That, we've lost no Sean Harvey's at centre back. We we we've lost. The oh God, oh my! Some sort of in joke, then. Dear me. Ted um, Robbins, Ted Robbins in there somewhere. <laughs> Dan Perry. I sent, I, hang on, I thought our centre back partnership was Rocking Robin on the right, with Tim Vincent in the centre and Harry. <laughs> Rocking Robin was in. Rockin' Robin was in goal. Can we no, be clear about that? Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is in goal. goal. Oh Rockin' Robin. Right. I, I'm actually going to go through this now, okay? And <laughs> we're going to persevere with this. This so is a fever Reynolds, dream. Reynolds in goal. Right yeah. wing back, Rockin' Robin. Left okay. wing back, Geraint Parry. Centre-backs okay. are um, Sean Harvey, Harry yeah. Lennon, who's the only professional footballer in there. And... Yeah. We need one more, but we'll move on Tim first of all. In midfield, Tim Vincent, Tim Vincent Tim centre back. Okay, Tim Vincent yeah. centre back. Midfield, we've got Fleur, we've yeah. got Rob McElhenney, yeah. and we've got who else was it? So we're short in midfield, and then we got yeah. Humphrey Carr and Ruth ITV up front. We're just so lacking a midfielder. We need oh, a midfielder. Wayne Turf. Wayne Jones gets it. Wayne Jones <laughs> in midfield. We got we got we got we got to have uh, Rich Watkin on on the bench, haven't we? We can't. Uh, we can't. Yeah, and, and Sean Winter can paint the lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Rich could do the halftime food. Rich can do the halftime food, and he could be on the bench. Wow, well, what a what a. Oh, <laughs> you don't get in the team, Rich. Can you uh, cook us some? He could be the manager. Rich could be the manager. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good manager. Yeah. Is is Rich a good cook? Do we know? And does he own any yeah. restaurants in Wrexham or anything? <laughs> yeah. Several fine proprietaries, or so I'm told. Um, okay. Nice right. steak I'm, eatery. Apologise to the listeners for that for that team because it was like pulling teeth. <laughs> we got there in the end. We got there in the end. Right, moving on. Back to the original point. We're throwing the trophy. Yes, well, we are with oh, that yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't even know what our allocation is for Friday. I forgot it was Friday until I checked. Um, I don't think we'll sell sell it out. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll play. 99% of players are on the periphery or haven't featured much at all with, you know, you think you probably Lainton maybe be, might be in there um, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, Christ, the way we are at the moment, as, as much as the, as much as the, the squad is strong and it's big, I don't think it's, it's, it's at the point where you can fight it out on three fronts. Notts County are still winning. I mean, I know they only had all the shots, but um, you know, that they, they, they've shown how, Consistent and resilient they are. How, when is it that we kind of get a little bit worried about how far they're ahead, Andy? They're great away from home, aren't they? They're as good away from home as we are at home. Now, the, it's, what, it's a, the key... Go on, I was going to say exactly that, right, what you just said. I've just looked at it now, right? Our home form, we've got 33 points from 11 games, right? Notts County have got 30 points from 12 games. Our goal difference is far superior at home then it's completely opposite on the away form. They're by far away leading it. Um, 14, 14 games, they got 31 points, scored 42 goals, conceded 19. We took 23 points in 13 games, scored 20, conceded 11. So it's it's as literally as tight as you, as you can get between those two teams. The only thing I would say is now we've flipped our away form, we're, we're a double threat and we're not just relying on, on, on our, our home form anymore. The other thing is, I think... County have got a really difficult January and I think that's where we really gauge where this title race is. If we're if we're 
only a couple of points behind. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> what I mean is if we're ahead by the end of February, I, I would sort of think that we would stay ahead. Um, and I know that sounds a bit, a bit arrogant, but really and truly with this squad, we should win it. We've, we've spent enough money. We, we, we all know that we've put together a really good in-depth, strong squad. It has to, we have to, we have to do it. And, you know, I can, I can see us going from strength to strength on the back of great morale boosting results like yesterday. In all seriousness, altering them away. I mean, the last trophy team he played included players like McElhinden, Dolby. We've got Cannon, who hasn't really had any game time yet. hasn't had any game time in the league yet. Are we are we playing them against Altrincham, or are we yeah, just we playing are. the youth? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure I'd be risking Dolby in 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 a game like that when we've only well, really I'm, got three strikers. No, maybe not. I mean, I, we're definitely we're definitely playing the likes of McElhinden, Cannon, certainly. Um, I think the trophy will only start to bite when we get to the rounds where they actually take out our Saturdays. At the moment, I think the next round certainly doesn't affect the league that much. It maybe affects where we where we could reschedule a game, but they're sort of worked into the calendar. Um, I think after that, we start to miss... Uh, we have to postpone games, and that's where the trophy really bites us, I think. Well, I think all of us really are kind of hopeful that we lose on Friday, dare, dare we say it. Um, Friday the 13th as well, so yeah, we're going oh, It's meant to be. It's meant to be. Uh, and I mean, I, and I would say as well, I'm not worried. If we get knocked out against Altrincham, I'm not worried about being in the FA Cup in the league at all. I don't think it's a distraction. I think it's, you know, what even if we beat Sheffield, Sheffield United, which would be a, obviously a hell of a victory, I, I wouldn't be panicking about being two or three games behind. I think when it gets to more than three is when you start to worry, but we've, we've had worse pileups, I think. We've only had one game called off, you know, because of the weather, so it's not too bad. Right, let's do the prediction game. Um, I know, we, as we always say, the one thing that we can predict from the predictions game is me saying that Reese ruined the prediction game uh, <laughs> by not doing his forfeit. Um, so, hey, but, it's you the know, fearless it's intervention bingo. It's great. It's we go, we're getting fun. it all in today. No, no we, no, we love doing things for fun, don't we? Um, I love fun. So anyway, we got <laughs> we got Bromley on Tuesday and we've got Altrincham on Friday. Liam, do you want to go first? Yeah, ooh, I don't want to predict Bromley because it's a case of you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I'll go, we're at home, 2-1 uh, Wrexham. Yeah. And then lose 3-1 against Altrincham in the trophy. And I'll be so sad about that. Tim, is Rockin' Robin going to get any on Friday? No, he's not. No, afraid not. Not happening. Not happening. No Tina Turfit, no Robinson. And if you don't know what we're talking about... <laughs> Just Google it. See, Rex. Rex didn't even get a look in, did he? Didn't Rex he just looks, mentioned. Rex looks looks like he's stoned on a different planet. If you look at his eyes, terrifying, terrifying. Uh, I think right. I think we will beat Bromley. I still think we'll keep this ridiculous home record up. I think we'll beat the three one, three one, and I think Altrincham. I, I yeah. I want us to lose, but you know what? I think we'll. I think we might sneak it. Um, yeah. I think we might sneak it on penalties. Yeah. Oh, that like was that. exactly what I was going to say. Oh, nice Sorry. one, Tim. <laughs> uh, Reese, 
what are your thoughts? Um, I, t- I try to have a quick look at Bromley's results. They seem pretty inconsistent. Um, we're a little bit tired from Saturday and, um, you know, the the emotion of it, sort of a bit of a come down for Tuesday. Um, but they seem really focused. Uh, as we've discussed, Parky did really well to to give people some time off. So hopefully Mullin and Palmer will be, will be fresh. Um, I'm going to say a 2-1 victory. Pretty maybe a bit cagey, but we'll get the three points. Altrincham, I'm going to say a two-one defeat. Let's hope so. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm actually a bit worried about Tuesday. I think Bromley are the big physical side who can come and spoil at the racecourse, and I do yeah. think we put a lot of emotional energy into into Saturday. I think I don't think we'll lose. I think it could be it could be a sting in the tail for us. I think we might. We might go ahead, and they may pay it back late later on, which I still don't think is the is the worst result, con- considering where where we are as uh, in the in the uh, in the season. Uh, and I do think we will we will we will beat Altrincham, but I do think it will be on penalties after a one all draw. So yeah, um, very similar to Tim there. I'm a bit nervous. I, just to peg a late talking point in. I hope to see Aaron Hayden on, on Tuesday because people are making me nervous. <laughs> just a few people. I mean, it's just r- baseless rumours, but people are questioning why he wasn't playing on Saturday. I do hope it was just that, just a little knock. What What are the rumours, Liam? Uh, some people are saying, is it a sign that he could be on his way out because... Uh, they thought it was strange that he didn't go to the match. I mean, I could see I, why I thought team... it was strange he didn't go. Everybody, everybody thought Paul Paul Mullen was was going because he gave his boots away at Solio. It's not happening. No, no, I'm, I, I, don't, I thought it was strange that Aaron didn't go to the match, but I didn't think it was because he was leaving. I thought maybe the injury might have been a bit more serious than just a knock because if he was close to playing, surely he would he would have travelled. But then the other the other thing about that is they did they did leave the night before, didn't they? So it was quite yeah. a long stay. So it's not uh, like they got in the coach in the morning. And is he an evergreen professional who goes, well, I'll watch the lads on the box. I'll get my fitness sorted out ASAP. He was seen in oh, the gym, great. wasn't he, apparently? Apparently. There we are. Spotted. Well, if anyone's got any inside information... Let us know. Our emails always open for tips, and Tim's uh, DMs are open. Uh, what, what is, is that our email, email Tim? address? Tim? Yeah, Tim knows. Remind us. What of the email address? Yes, Fidzine or Zine if you're from South of Andrew Dogwells. F I D Z I N E at gmail dot com, or just follow Fearless ID Zine on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, all that jazz. Everywhere and anywhere, I think. Pretty much wherever you get your streaming and socials. When Are you, you on Mastodon, Tim? Am I on what? I don't even know what that is. I know they're a really good band. Um, I don't know what, <laughs> what that is from a social point of view. Shall we ask? We should ask people to email in on a on a on a certain topic. What what could be this this week's topic? What's your what would your what would your uh, trophy team be with the most ridiculous suggestions that you can think of? Love that. Do that. Please send us your teams for next Friday night's FA Trophy game against Altrincham and we'll read them out on next week's podcast thank you very much for listening as always um, and we will speak to you next week cheers Cheers. thank you up the town